Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Aspire and Inquire. Really excited to have one of my good friends today, Ryan Van Valen. Ryan, how you doing? Hey, Ben. I'm doing well. I love that name. <laughs> we love it, too. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> um, so, Ryan, you are currently out in San Diego, California, as a SEO marketing, SEO lead at Sear Interactive. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. Very cool. We're really excited to learn a lot about you and as SEO as well. Um, I'm excited. Is, to be is here. there any? Yeah, we're glad to have you. Is <laughs> there anything that you would like to uh, tell a little bit more about yourself? I always, you know, I always struggle to answer this question. I think a lot of people probably do, <laughs> but. Um, to me, like I'm, I'm one of those people that I, I have a lot of different, different hobbies, and I've sort of, as I've learned more about myself, I've, I've sort of realized that that is like my thing, you know. Like some people, it's like for you, like you're super into tennis, and maybe that's your thing. For me, it's like I think my thing is that I do a lot of things. <laughs> so I'm kind of a serial dabbler in a lot of different activities, and maybe we'll touch on some of those later, but. Um, on a on a more uh general level um so i live out in san diego i work for a marketing agency called sear interactive headquartered in philadelphia um from the philadelphia area originally and now i'm out in san diego with the same company um i got married last year super exciting um got a dog her first birthday was this week so uh kind of really kind of getting settled here into my into my career um into my adult life um about four years post college at this point so that's kind of where i'm at at a high level very cool i always love getting your snapchats uh in june <laughs> i think i'm the only always person who still uses snapchat <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely different now i love it <laughs> i'm i'm all in on snap that's great. Well, that's an awesome introduction. I think that was a great start. A little background about yourself. Serial dabbler. I love that. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've, I used to think it was a weakness. Like, it's one of those classic, like, um, interview questions of, you know, what's your greatest, like, weakness and how would you turn that into it? Or I guess, like, if you're thinking about how to interview well and, you know, it's like, think about a weakness and how you might turn it into a strength, right? I've always kind of thought about that. Oh. Like, well, like, I'm... You know, I'm I'm pretty good at a lot of different things, but I'm not like really good at anything in particular. And uh, I used to think that was a weakness, you know, but I I'm I've started to reframe it in my mind as a strength and as just a an aspect of my personality that I think I can leverage um, rather than assuming that it's a handicap to not be overly interested in one particular thing. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I definitely see that as a strength rather than a weakness for sure. And many people probably think you are very good at your job. I mean, you've been promoted a few times, and we're definitely going to get into that and talk about how you've advanced with this company. And I think a good place to start is talking about what is SEO. It's I know it's a topic that's brought up so many times so often these days because with the influence of social media and increased technology. Now, now mm. SEO is getting, it's huge, hugely important. So for, I, I don't even know all that much about it. I don't know generally what it is, but so what is SEO and 
Why is it important? Yeah, so SEO is a fancy marketing acronym that stands for Search Engine Optimization. And every time I say that at a dinner party or say that to my my family, it sounds really fancy and really complicated and really confusing. Um, and, you know, there's certainly there's aspects of it that are complicated, and we'll, we might get into some of those nuances. But at a high level, SEO is basically um, – helping to ensure that a website shows up on the results of a search engine. So when you are Googling something, I'll use Google a lot today um, because Google ultimately, of the major search engines, which is basically Google and Bing at this point in the U.S., um, Google holds the dominant market share over over 80%, um, often over 90% in certain markets and demographics. But... Um, SEO, you know, when you think about, like, if you if you search for something on Google, what I do and what SEO is, is, you know, if you're searching for something specific to you and I have a client that is in that industry, I would want to make sure that my client shows up on Google for search words, keywords, if you will, that are relevant to their business. So it's basically, it's a form of marketing that um, it's focused on optimizing websites to show up in search engines. That's definitely a helpful background. And why is it so important and even more prevalent today than even maybe five years ago? Yeah, well, I mean, think about, you know, if you're if you're going to go do anything, whether it be you're looking for a place to go eat around you, maybe you're in an unfamiliar city, um, or you're looking for you want to buy a new shirt, Typically, you know, social media certainly has its, has its part, but typically if you're looking for something, you'll turn to Google and you'll search it. Um, Google has become the new, basically the new front page of the web. I think Google is almost like ubiquitous with the internet at this point. I mean, I use Google Chrome. I, you know, a, a good, I think a good healthy majority of people do. Other people might use Safari, but, you know, if you open up, the internet, it basically defaults you to a uh, a search engine, you know? Right. So especially, so like for consumers generally, it's important because you're interfacing with search engines all the time. And for businesses and specifically uh, businesses in like B2B industries where social media is maybe not as prevalent or as accessible for them, um, SEO and I'll use SEO interchangeably with like organic, organic search uh, and organic web traffic. SEO is really the primary driver of visits to websites in most industries and especially for B2B industries that aren't like heavily, heavily consumer focused. Gotcha. Okay, that's a great background. So it's sort of like the... I don't know. It's sort of like the engine that that drives. It's sort of like the unsexy engine that drives the train. You know, it's you have social media, which is great for obviously numerous reasons, like doing crazy cool marketing campaigns, um, the, the specific like ad targeting that's available on the platforms. But ultimately, what I see with with my clients, and again, a lot of this is like I work with a lot of software companies, companies that are in the B two B space often the vast majority of their website traffic is coming through SEO. So, you know, social, again, might be great at driving awareness, but SEO is what is the channel that's actually leading people 
to come to the website and then ultimately to convert. So I really don't think its, it's importance can be, um, can be understated. I like the analogy of the engine that drives the train. It's the, the thing that no one sees, but the back end mm-hmm. is really driving the traffic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's, like, the cool, like, cattle crusher on the front of the train car that everyone's like, whoa, that's sick. But, you know, it might, like, it, they might not actually ever hit, like, a deer or something on the train. <laughs> the engine on the inside is, and the, the guy shoveling the coal in there. I don't know if they still use coal on trains, but that's, like, what's actually driving the thing. Gotcha. And so you mentioned that you are – you work for an agency, which that is what Sierra Interactive is, and mm-hmm. so you're currently the SEO team lead. So what do you do? What's what's a typical day-to-day? Yeah, so just I'll give you a little bit of background on the agency to um, sure. just to kind of like ground it a little bit. So Sierra's a little bit over uh, 200 people. Um, SEO is our largest uh, our largest portion of our our people, um, and it's also our largest service offering that we provide. But we also provide um, paid search advertising, paid social media advertising, and web analytics. So we have a pretty diverse, um, you know, offering of services, and there's a lot of other different teams. Like we have some designers, we have some developers, we have some data scientists and, and things like that. But SEO is, is still really the lion's share of, uh, of what we do, and it's it's really the the practice that the agency was founded on, and it's really where our founder about 15 years ago, like that, he was kind of one of the the foremost SEO um, thought leaders, and he still is to this day. But um, within the SEO team, we have about 100 100 folks, and I am a team lead. So I'm I'm not like the director of the division, but I'm a I'm a team lead, and I manage a team of SEO consultants. So as part of my role, um, I directly oversee SEO strategy for a handful of our clients. And then I more broadly oversee uh, SEO strategy for um, clients that are under management of consultants that I manage. So I am both a strategist and a uh, people manager. That is very cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So you get the diverse array of still interacting with coworkers and maybe even clients, but you also have the strategic overview that you cover as well, which is probably very interesting. Yeah, so, like, I, I kind of – I started out entry-level, um, and I, I don't know if we'll get into this later, of just kind of career path things, but I started out, like, in the trenches, um, really doing the, like, nitty-gritty tactical SEO reporting, monitoring, you know, the research that kind of goes into fueling the campaigns and things, and then – um, as I've been able to move up over the past couple of years, that kind of leveled up to actually managing accounts. Um, so do it, still doing the tactical things, but overseeing, like kind of driving the strategy, if you will. And now I am up another level where I am really like just overseeing the strategy. Um, I spend a lot of my time kind of like structuring our contracts and our engagements um, to make sure that they're beneficial for our team and for our clients. Um, I focus a lot on client happiness and, and success, and a lot of that is uh, with building relationships with our clients and, you know, making sure that they – because, uh, you know, a big theme that we'll come back to today, I'm sure, is that SEO is a little bit confusing. Um, it's a little bit hard to understand, and it's also really hard to prove what's working and what's not working because it's not like advertising where you can spend a dollar 
and then see in the ad platform how much that dollar made you. SEO is a little bit more ambiguous. The inputs are ambiguous and the outputs often can be somewhat ambiguous. So oftentimes I spend a good majority of my time and my mental energy thinking about and working on, like, how can I show executives at my clients' companies who are paying us, you know, a good amount of money, how can I make them understand the value of their investment with us? And doing that through the data that we have available to us in, um, it's both like showing them the data, showing them the actual hard ROI, and then crafting the, the the storytelling aspect of like why we're doing what we're doing and relaying that to somebody who's more on the C-suite and kind of sitting at that 40,000 foot view, making them understand like what they need to know um, and, you know, ultimately trying to get buy-in from them to keep investing in the channel. Very cool. Huh. Is there one part of the job that you like more more than anything else, that really keeps you there every single day and excited to wake up every morning? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's changed so many times, too. Like, over the when – I, when I was first getting into SEO, it was just so – it was like this uncharted territory, and it was so fun to learn about all the, like, the technical nuances of it. Um, I think I've, I've really gravitated towards the, the client – side of things. I really enjoy speaking with clients and really like the consulting um, is really fun for me, being a consultant. And, you know, that's not the the practice of being a consultant is something that's a valuable and transferable skill regardless of like what specific industry you're in. Um, But right now I'm a a newer manager. I've I've only been promoted to being an actual people manager within the last uh, six months or so. And I manage a team of five right now and that's going to grow so right now i'm i didn't think i would enjoy being a people manager but i'm actually really loving it and i've been spending quite a bit of my time in that area really just trying to level up um make sure that my team is supported i've been going to trainings and you know putting a lot of my mental energy into into that and it's been it's been really really rewarding so right now i'm i'm really loving that and also being in a position to uh, get a little bit more involved, like operationally, working with um, working with the, the division on like profitability as a division um, across all of our clients, and just being a little bit more involved, like on the back end of the agency and on the operational side of things, has been really fun. So, <laughs> I guess that's pretty much everything. <laughs> I pretty much like all aspects of the job, but I think that's what makes it interesting is that like. Uh, specifically working for an agency and, you know, we could talk maybe like later about um, what an agency is and how that's different than uh, working at a brand or a company. Um, But I really like what working for an agency allows, how flexible it allows me to be um, and how much exposure I can get uh, to different like aspects of business and of SEO specifically. That's so great to hear. It's great to hear that you're really enjoying it and all the aspects of it. I think that's actually a really interesting thing to to look into right now. Let's, I think that would be cool to hear about the difference between an agency and really other options. Yeah, could you could you speak a little on that? Sure. Um, yeah. So I mean, Sear is an agency, um, a digital marketing agency, and as I mentioned, you know, we have uh, a handful of different different services that we offer. But the, I, I don't I don't have like a you know, boilerplate uh, 
great sounding phrase to describe the differences. And I don't know if I've ever um, articulated it before, but um, I think what I really love about agency side is it's really fast paced, which, you know, it's not for everybody. Um, it is, it is fast paced. Things change constantly. Um, there's not as much like, it's not as cushy, if you will, in the sense that you're not going to be able to hide behind your desk for 40 hours a week and collect a paycheck and leave. So if that's the sure. type of career that, if that's the type of career that you're looking for, an agency is probably not the right move for you. Um, agencies are typically more focused on like ROI, on performance. Um, certainly, you know, you want to find the right place that's not going to be putting you under heavy scrutiny at every move, but just that agencies are, um, you can, you are a little bit more beholden to success typically than you, than you might be in house. Um, and when I say in house, I mean, that's like the marketing speak for if you're working on the brand side. It's like working for a company specifically rather than an agency. Um, I think what I like about agencies too is I get to work with clients across tons of different industries. So it's, it's pretty cool to be able to go, um, again, to this proverbial dinner party and uh, meet people that work in different industries. I'm like, you know, I can kind of drop drop knowledge on their industry and just kind of plug in in a way that's more, like I know, again, it kind of goes back to my, my personality of wanting to know a lot about, a little bit about a lot of different things rather than a specific niche. Um, you know, I, I know about dozens of industries and I've done market research into dozens of industries over the years just by virtue of working with different clients in different industries. So, you know, if you're, if you maybe are early in your career and you, you don't know, uh, maybe you, you kind of know like what you want to do. You want to be in finance. You want to be in, um, you want to be in marketing, but you don't know what industry you want to be in or you don't know, um, like what type of brand you'd want to work for, an agency could be a good place for you to kind of get exposure to um, to different types of of companies. Um, and I mean, this is that's probably true. I don't know if you've spoken to anybody on like the financial side, um, uh, like a Deloitte or a PwC. Like I would sort of consider them an agency in a way, like where they're that's not it's not like a it it's not a brand in and of themselves. Like they're not doing their own accounting. Like they have people that do that. Sure. But the, the majority of their revenue is coming from going out to other companies and consulting with them and, um, you know, doing their finances and whatnot. Gotcha. So it's, so it's definitely more intriguing for you rather than an in-house that's doing the marketing for that specific company, as you referred to earlier, talking, working with different companies and, getting a little piece of all these different industries makes you more well-rounded as an individual as well. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I don't want to be in an agency forever. I think it's a great place to be while you're young. And some people, it's a great place to be the whole, your whole career. But uh, a pretty common trajectory for um, for people specifically within marketing is to start agency side, spend two to maybe like, five to six years at an agency and then go in-house somewhere, whether it be like you join a growing company or you find a large company in an industry that you're interested in and hop on. But oftentimes like the agencies, agencies hire more frequently. Agencies are going to hire more people that are fresh out of college, uh, recent grads and new grads. Um, 
just by the nature of the way that agencies are structured is that kind of like continuously changing. There's more positions open and it gives you an opportunity to be more of a specialist. Um, so start really specialized and then kind of broaden, like as if you kind of look at the way that I'm going, like I started really specialized in SEO and kind of broadening into the more like holistic marketing, consulting, business and management experience. But then you can parlay that into going and being like a manager of marketing at a brand, for instance. Absolutely. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And that's very helpful to provide that trajectory for the listeners. I think that they're going to find that very valuable because I obviously I would never have known that if that wasn't brought up. And I think that is a very good comparison. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for any of the listeners, like, it's so frustrating when you look at um, uh, job listings and it's like, you know, requires like three to six years of marketing experience. You're like, I'm in college, you know, how am I supposed to have this, right? Hmm. It's almost like a cliche at this point that that's a thing. But um, that's because most people are probably looking at the companies that everybody knows about the brands that are like the sexy brands, they're cool. They, they spend money on marketing. Um, so, I would, you know, I would encourage people to look to agencies, specifically in marketing. Uh, if you are early in your career or entry level, um, it might be harder to find because they, agencies don't necessarily like advertise themselves outside of in the agency world. Um, but if you, you know, go on Google, do some SEO and look for, uh, look for different agencies and mm-hmm. you'll find them and do your own research, obviously, and compare. But, um, there, there, you'll find that there's a lot more, uh, entry level job opportunities on the agency side than there are on the brand side for the most part. Very cool. So you alluded to starting in the trenches and then working your way up into a management role and a, and a, managing other people. So I think that's a really interesting transition to talk about who should pursue marketing in general, and then even more specifically, maybe SEO marketing specifically. Yeah, sure. Um, well, mar- you know, marketing is so broad. Um, I'll talk. I'll touch on marketing briefly, and then I'll, I'll talk about SEO because I think I have a little bit more um, maybe practical experience. But yeah. You know, marketing is marketing is interesting. I think the uh, for anybody who's watched Mad Men, you know, the, the the cliche of like the you know smoking cigarettes and drinking in the office and like throwing out crazy ideas and you know having it kind of work and you, you like get paid really well. It's like that sort of that paradigm uh, that ship has sailed. You know, quite quite a long while ago, and it's not just. Marketing is not smoke and mirrors anymore and, you know, good-looking people in suits trying to sell you on crazy ideas and come up with the <laughs> next big, like, ad. I mean, certainly, like, that still exists in, in certain small realms of marketing and, and certain levels, but marketing in general is such a broad field. There's so much that goes into it. I mean, I think what I like about marketing and specifically what I like about SEO is that... SEO, I'll talk about SEO. SEO gives me, and I think some of these, you could draw some of these comparisons to, to broader marketing as well. And we can dive into any other um, sub-niches within marketing if you like. But SEO gives you the opportunity to be equal parts technical and creative. So 
What I mean by that is, um, you know, in SEO, a big portion of SEO is actually like working on the technical structure and foundation of a website to make it actually accessible to search engines. So, yes, some of that involves understanding how HTML works. JavaScript is becoming more important for SEO. There's a lot of things that are very technical that come into um, come into SEO, and having a, a technical background makes some difference. Um, and you can kind of like you can specialize in that, right? Like if you come into SEO, you can dive into the technical side. We have folks at Sear who are quote unquote technical SEO managers, and they focus solely on the technical aspects, and they're basically like marketing developers almost, if you could think about that. On the flip side of that, uh, an equal part of SEO is like content creation. So blogging, um, you know, writing good landing page copy, design, user experience, conversion optimization, the, the finer, more like artfully, you know, the artful aspect of, uh, of marketing. So within SEO, like coming in kind of at the entry level, You'll get exposure to, ideally, you'll get exposure to a broad swath of what SEO is. And then even within SEO, you can pick, like, you know, I'm a more technically minded person or I'm a more creatively minded person or I'm a, I'm a writer or, you know, content type person. And you can kind of, like, pick a specific sub niche within SEO and, and really dive in. And I think that's what keeps it really fresh for me is, again, being somebody who likes to learn about a lot of different things. I've, I've learned a lot about, uh, about, technical website back-end stuff. And that's not to say you need to have an understanding of code to be an SEO because you absolutely don't, but it, it gives you the opportunity to learn those things and then also to learn about, like, content creation and, um, and like, web page design, you know. And, again, you don't have to be an expert, but you um, – it's, it's, it's an interesting field because you can learn a lot. And I would contrast that with something like, say, social media advertising where – is, yes, it's highly creative, but oftentimes, like, the actual, and there might be some some paid social people out here who might get ruffled up at this, but oftentimes what I, what I hear from people who are running paid search and paid social campaigns is that the majority of the time that they spend is in, like, optimizing uh, budgets and, like, bids within the actual platforms. So it's more focused on, like, pulling levers within an ad platform. So like being in the back end of Facebook and adjusting targeting and, you know, tweaking things like a little bit, it's much more granular. Um, and that's, that's really cool if you're that type of person that wants to get really granular. But I think as like, they often say to me, like, honestly, like, Brian, I don't even understand what you guys do on SEO. And that's because <laughs> it's so broad. It's so broad, you know? So, and that's again, like to some people it might be too broad. It's not for everybody, but for somebody who likes to dabble and likes to try different things and get their hands dirty in, in technical, in content, in creative work, uh, SEO could be a good fit for you. That's perfect. So you definitely get to use both sides of the brain, the creative and the analytical, and you get diverse experiences just overall, right? For sure, yeah. Um, you know, and like I said, too, like people will find their niche, so – uh, when, you know, when you speak about being in the trenches, that's like, the, that's the act of, to me, of, of learning all of those things, of learning how Google Analytics works and learning how a search engine actually crawls and renders a website. 
and learning all of those things to see what is actually interesting to you and building that well-rounded um, knowledge base that you can draw from. For sure. And it seems like SEO is probably one of those industries that there's not like one background that's set for. Like for if you're going to go, for example, into investment banking, you usually have to have a very finance-heavy background. But for SEO, it seems like it's one of those backgrounds where as long as you have the drive and motivation and and think in that general realm, there's, you probably see a bunch of different people go into it. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have somebody starting on my team next week, and she, I believe she has pretty limited um, SEO background, but she comes from a content background. So she's working as uh, like a blogger, essentially, and a content curator. Um, that is a, a route to SEO. Um, we also see developers come into SEO or people, you know, people from uh, the paid side, the advertising side. So, yeah, I mean, especially at the entry level, um, you don't need a specific background. And there's so much about SEO that you can learn um, on your own and on the job and through kind of like general uh, osmosis of learning. And it doesn't require a specific set of um of training i don't even think it's really something that you can teach the fundamentals in a classroom um and certainly and there's and there's tons of online uh learning options which i will touch on i think uh maybe a little bit later on of like how to get your get your toes wet but ultimately it's one of those things that you you kind of do have to learn it on the job and uh nobody is like disqualified from getting into getting into the field very cool that's I, another very helpful thing for the listeners to hear, because as you talked about earlier, ever all these inch, these entry level jobs, they're on their applications, and they're it always says, oh, you have to have three years of experience. It's like, bro, I, I'm just graduating. How's that even possible? I know. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Know. Yeah, totally, totally. It, it's crazy, and I mean, that's it's it's um. I think it's, yeah, it's it's sad, but it's also, like, you just kind of need to know where to look. And there's little things that you can do to move yourself in the right direction. And, you know, that's, I think, what is really the uh, the intention of this whole podcast. So that's, you know, that's awesome for that. But, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Appreciate that. That's what we're hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> and so as you've grown in in this role in this company in this industry you've you've seen some social media platforms grow and develop but also are on the end closer to dying maybe than than growing and i'd love to hear a little bit about how social media platforms how have they of course they've changed and developed over over the years but how has that changed SEO in the in the last few years? Mm-hmm. Are you referring to my undying love for Snapchat? We did we did refer to that earlier. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hate uh, Snapchat advertising, but um, I, lo- I just love st- sending selfies to Ben. Um, That's right. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So SEO and social is an interesting marriage, if you will. Um, obviously, I mean, it, it goes without saying that social media is 
so so huge. Um, we, you know, without getting into like the finer points of technical SEO um, ranking factors and things, if you want to be successful in SEO, you need to have some sort of a social media strategy. Um, social media is not going to be relevant for every single industry. If you're in a highly technical B2B industry where, you know, you're selling like something so specific, the audience is, is probably not going to be on social media looking for that thing, you know, like if, but for consumer products, for things that are like clothing, things that are things that you would expect to see ads for on Facebook, um, social media and SEO really go hand in hand because like we, we talk a lot about like, I mean, ultimately, like, one of the metrics that that is used a lot in SEO is called, like, search volume or, or it's basically demand. It's the demand metric. So it's how many people are searching for the keyword or the thing that you're searching, that you're, or, um, that you, that you're selling, you know, or, or whatever your website is, is structured about. Um, so oftentimes, like, if, if you're a company and you're, you're entering into a new market or a new niche, uh, we see this happen a lot where uh, companies launch like a new product and they expect that SEO is going to be like uh, like a hockey stick, you know, just kind of, kind of okay, we launched our product and, you know, the demand's there in the market and, um, you know, people are going to start searching for it and come to the website. Six months, a year later, when nobody's coming to their website, they're like, hey, SEO or hey, like SEO team, like why hasn't anybody come to our website through SEO? And oftentimes the leading cause of that is just like you don't have either the brand awareness, the market awareness for your product. Um, people aren't searching about it in the way that you're talking about it. So, you know, SEO is super interrelated with social in, in as much as it's all one marketing ecosystem. And, you know, you can't just think about like this channel or that channel. And as I mentioned, certain channels are going to be more or less effective for certain industries, but for most industries, you need to have an omni-channel, meaning um, multi-channel approach, where you are, you are, you have a social media strategy that works in tandem with your SEO strategy. Um, there's a lot you can you can do to to really drum that up. And again, like maybe in your industry, Facebook's more about brand awareness, and it's about driving that demand for. The, you know, the search volume for the term. So if you're selling shoes and you have a specific type of shoe, it's about getting people, like, knowing what that thing is and then searching for it or searching for your brand's name. Um, on a more technical level, there are, like, if you're trying to rank a specific web page or, like, a blog post or something, um, rank meaning have it show up for a multitude of keywords in a search engine, um, Social media, like shares on social media are a ranking factor. So if you, if you have a blog post, all things held equal. If you have a blog post on two websites, one of them gets 100 shares on Facebook, the other gets zero shares on Facebook, the one with 100 shares is, is going to have a higher uh, ranking in Google search. And that's because, like, shares on social are, like, a trust signal. You're also – it's kind of like – you're getting more people to it. You're getting it blasted out to more people. It's more opportunities to build links from other websites to get people sharing it, sending it to their friends, getting more people to the site. All of those things do impact SEO, um, even if it's in a roundabout way. 
Very cool. Does that help, so that's a little does that help you answer that question? Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. And you gave even more than I even expected, which was awesome. You gave like a little insight into some of the more specific things that prospective SEO employees might even look into. So that's really interesting. I appreciate the answer. Of course. Yeah, that's, like all that's, about like a, that's a red. I was just gonna say that's a red flag. Like if I um, if I'm working with a company and they they say something like, you know, we want to drive a million people to our website this year for this new product that we're launching, and it's like, okay, well, what else are you doing outside of SEO? And it's like, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying to buy billboards or anything, but it's it's like if they don't have a strategy around like, hey, here's our creative, here's our ad campaign like we're running on these channels that's a red flag to me and that's that's the situation where i'd say like look you know i would need to temper these expectations a little bit with the roi that seo can can provide to you absolutely no i appreciate that for sure thank you yeah thank you and so we talked a little bit about the um who who's right for this and Mm -hmm. for this industry and you provided great answers for that Maybe a little more insight for the prospective employees, for the listeners. What does the future of SEO look like, and why is it maybe appealing to get in, into this industry now rather than later? Yeah. Um, well, to understand the future of SEO, I think it's important to understand how search engines make money. So the way that Google makes money is through advertising. So they sell, they auction ad spots on their platform. You know, if you go to Google and you search for something, typically there's going to be two to maybe four ads that pop up on your search engine results for your specific query. Depending on the query, it could be shopping results, which are ads. It could be just like little links, whatever, you know. It could be a map, pin, whatever it is. That is the way that they make money, and they make billions and billions of dollars doing that every single year. So the way that they can justify to the advertisers to have them pay them to to advertise on Google and to make it a viable channel is to get more people using Google, right? So it's it's kind of obvious. Like, yes, Google wants to get more people using Google, duh, but the reason that they want to do that is to be able to sell advertisements. So when you think about the future of SEO, it's all about Google. The way that Google is moving right now is Google wants to keep people on Google. (laughs) So Google doesn't want to send people to your website. Google wants to keep them on Google. Some of the most recent statistics that have come out, um, I'm going to kind of paraphrase this, but it's directionally accurate for the sake of this conversation. Um, I believe about 40% of all searches on Google do not result in a click to a website. Okay, wow. so when I got into the industry about four years ago, that was probably, that number was like minuscule. Five, six, seven, whatever years ago, you look at a, a search engine result page on Google, and it's two ads maybe, and then 10 blue links to websites. If you Google something right now, Literally, like, pretty much whatever it is, unless it's something incredibly niche or, again, like, really, really B2B focused, there's going to be tons of what we call rich results all over the Google search page. So that could be a map. 
That could be a dictionary definition. That could be that the answer is listed in the search results page for you. It could be drop-downs for more different questions that you could ask. It could be like movie theater times and you buy your tickets through Google. <laughs> you know, it could be a restaurant and you book your uh, you book your dinner reservation through an open table integration with Google. And you never actually leave Google. If you are looking for a restaurant near you, you see a map pop up, you click the driving directions button and it sends you to Google Maps. So that's the future of SEO is, in my opinion is Google is going to continue to try to keep you on Google and using their associated platforms. YouTube is another one. Google owns YouTube. YouTube is becoming more and more prevalent. But basically think about like, okay, what are all the things that Google is buying? What are the different platforms that they have, the different softwares that they have? And then like think about all those things and then just assume that they're going to be more prevalent in a couple years and assume that less and less people are going to click to your website as Google um, is providing more and more answers. So in terms of what that means for SEO, it's, it might, you know, I think the, the logical response is like, well, that's really dire. SEO is dying. And that's been the, that's been like the, the kind of like cliche in the SEO industry. It's like SEO is dying. People have been saying that for 10 years, and it's not, you know. More and more people are searching on Google every single day. It's just about the rules of the game are changing a little bit. So with 40% of people not clicking to websites, the SEO has to be thinking about, okay, well, how, like, maybe the rules apply to the other 60%, but for those 40% of people that aren't clicking, what can I be doing to buy for their attention? And it's, right now, it's, it's in optimizing for those rich results. So it's like making sure that your maps listing is correct and optimized. Um, in your industry, making sure that you're taking advantage of different results types that are relevant to your industry. So, you know, if you're a restaurant and you want people to come to your restaurant and people are booking through Google directly, making sure that your website, your whole flow is optimized to allow for that to happen. There's also, like, technical code snippets you can put on your site that allows you to be eligible to show up as, like, those answers, you know, that just pop up if you search for something. Um, for the different features that you might see kind of appear randomly, like, there's different code snippets, again, you can put on your site to be eligible for those. So it's really about, like, understanding what the marketplace looks like right now, which is Google's trying to keep you on Google, and then optimizing for that. So it's kind of weird because Google's basically like syndicating everybody's content and it's kind of, it kind of sucks, honestly, you know, for, uh, independent publishers and things because it's really, it, it's, it's sort of a monopoly and you know, there's tons of like ethical concerns with it, but ultimately like that's where Google is headed and, you know, to fight it, uh, out of principle is not going to be uh, to, to provide you a positive ROI um, if you are investing in SEO as a channel. So that's that's really where, where it's headed. Um, so I would say for somebody who is interested in getting into the industry, SEO is not dying. The, you know, the amount of SEO jobs are increasing. Um, in the last two years, my company has like 30% increase in size, you know, like, Companies are growing. Companies are seeing the value of SEO as a channel. It's no longer this, like, black box of, uh, you know, I'm going to pay some guy to, like, 
pay some guy that he knows in India to build some links to his website and maybe show up higher on Google. It's like, no, SEO is becoming a way more legitimate, way more respected uh, form of marketing that a lot of people are buying into and C-suite executives are understanding the value of. Um, so if you're getting, if you're interested in getting into SEO and we can talk about like specific tactical things that you could do, I would suggest learning more about Google um, becoming more aware of your own consumption patterns when using uh, search engines, seeing, like, what are you interacting with? What do you like? What do you not like? What do you tend to click on? What do you tend to scroll right past? How does that look differently between your desktop and your mobile device? Um, and then I even go as far, and this is crazy, but I even go as far as to read Google's patents to understand, like, if Google's patenting something, that means a couple years down the road that's something that consumers are going to start seeing. So if, and I'm not saying you have to go read patents. There's blog posts that cover, like, the nuances of what they are. But if you start to understand, like, what are the patterns that Google is getting themselves into? And, it's again, it's basically all of it is, like, keep more people on Google. Then you'll start to get an understanding of, like, where you could kind of fit into the mix. So, yeah, that's what I would say. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot. And, again, there's more tactical stuff if you want to get into that as far as, like, what are some specific next steps that people could take to, if they're interested. But that's that's where I would start. That was an awesome background. That was really interesting. And you're right. I've seen my own habits change just because the answer to most of my Google searches, you're right, a, a good vast majority of them are now just right in, right on Google. Like, I'll search something and the answer if Wikipedia is the place to look up, like, a quick question, it, it shows up right there. You're right. It's crazy. Totally. So that definitely makes sense. So that, totally. that's very I mean, interesting. Yeah, even, like, optimizing YouTube videos. Like, you can you can set uh, – there's ways to optimize YouTube videos so that you can have it – so, like, you'll see this now, but when you search on Google and a video pops up, uh, they'll suggest, like, the point of the video to start watching. Which is crazy, you know, like that's like, that's wow. objectively a little bit insane, but you can make that so that that's a thing. So you can, there's like specific markup you can put on your YouTube videos to like push that info to Google search. So again, like there's millions of like little levers you can kind of pull, but yeah, it's, it's all about just like giving people what they want. I mean, who wants to click to some random website and like search around for your information and you might not trust them, you know, it's like, who wants that? Nobody. So it's, yeah, as a consumer, just, like, think about what what do you want? And, you know, that's a pretty good indication of, you, you know, you're probably a pretty rational consumer. So kind of just start uh, observing your own behavior because you're interacting with these things all the time. That's awesome. Those are, those are really good pieces of advice. And you said maybe there were some more specific things that someone who wants to get into the industry could do. Is there a... Uh, Anything that you could talk on about that? Sure. Yeah. Um, I would suggest one thing that we look at um, and we do weigh pretty, pretty highly in our hiring process is um, obtaining certifications. So there's quite a few certifications. Google has a whole, like, online learning platform, essentially, where they provide uh, a myriad of certifications, and they're all free. So you can go – It's if you Google, like, Google search certifications, um, they'll all pop up. And there's a whole platform. You don't have to put in your Gmail account and sign up, but it's, it's, it's free. 
Um, there's tons of online videos that they'll guide you through, and then you can take an exam. And truthfully, it's not that difficult um, to 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 pass the exams. You know, if you if you study a little bit and, and do it, you could pass them within a week. Um, and that's just a good little leg up for to be able to go into a job interview and say, hey, I, I'm I am Google Analytics certified. I am Google AdWords certified in you know search, and I'm I'm like video ad certified, you know, like whatever, whatever it is and whatever looks interesting to you, that's an interesting little leg up. Um, I would suggest, um, you know, one thing I, I think people would really benefit just from understanding how Google and, and more broadly how search engines actually work. So Google has a guide uh, that they just recently republished, and it's basically like an SEO 101 guide. And that explains all of the things like how do search engines actually discover websites? How do they crawl them? How do they decide what to rank? And actually understanding like how search engines actually work. Number one is just really, really interesting um, from just a uh, sort of a, a mental side. But if you're interested in getting into it or even just getting into marketing more broadly, just understanding how it, how it works conceptually will really, really help you. Um, reading blogs. So there's a lot of fantastic marketing blogs out there. Moz is uh, probably the best for SEO, and it's it's just M-O-Z. They are a uh, SEO software tool, but they have a really fantastic blog. HubSpot has a good blog where, again, more broadly marketing-focused, but they have SEO-specific things. Seer Interactive, my company, we have, a, we have a really good blog with a lot of great SEO tidbits on there. Um, there's a lot of other blog posts, but Google has blogs as well. The they have like their they have their own like search engine um, optimization blog that you can get into, and yeah, just start kind of like diving in. Um, the other advice that I always give people is, if you're really interested in seeing how this stuff works, start your own website. Um, it's really not that hard to do now, like with Squarespace, WordPress, you know, all the different platforms that are available. Start your own website. And I think that's also something that's really, really fantastic for regardless of if you're in marketing or not. If you want to get into a technical field and a, a field that is, involves the Internet in a consumer-facing way, starting your own website is such a fantastic way to not only learn about how websites actually work and to be able to really walk the walk and not just talk the talk, but think about it like your resume. Um, when we have people that submit websites to us, rather than just like a simple resume it's again it's we work with websites all day so it's a little bit more uh a little bit more salient to us but even if it's just like a simple home page here's me here's a couple pictures of me you know here's a, a page that's all about my relevant experience and then if you want to write blog posts like great go for it but that's something i would say is like a pretty low barrier to entry you could throw up a wordpress site in a weekend and uh and yeah that's a it's a really good way to make yourself stand out that's awesome advice. Really great advice. And one of the things that we want to highlight on this podcast is the fact that today's world is so competitive nowadays. The whole world's so connected and you need that leg up to really become more prevalent in an industry. So those specific pieces of advice are really helpful for that, I think. Yeah, you can do all that from your dorm room, you know? Like if you're a senior in college, you're listening to this, or a recent grad, you could do all those things in the span of like three or four weeks and be 
completely marketable. Go from zero to at least like 50 <laughs> in terms of your marketability <laughs> really quickly, really, really um, for free or for under $100 and, you know, make yourself in a position that you are you are competitive in the marketplace. Awesome. Ryan, this has been incredible. So, so many good points and content and I, I can't even, it's just incredible. So I really, I really appreciate the time and I think you provide an awesome, awesome background into SEO for listeners. Cool. Yeah, I hope so. Um, definitely really interesting. It's something I'm passionate about. So I hope, uh, I hope the listeners enjoyed learning a little bit more about SEO. Absolutely. And if ever, if anyone wanted to reach out to you, ask questions, connect with you, et cetera, where, where's the best place to reach you at? Um, so I'm in the process of rebuilding my own website. Um, not going to be marketing focused specifically, but that is ryanvanvalen.com, currently in progress. So there's not really anything, uh, anything there at the moment. Um, that is, I'm going to be working on that today after this podcast. Um, my Instagram mm-hmm. is at R-Y-V-A-N-B. Uh, you can find my more SEO and marketing focused writings on the Sphere Interactive blog. Um, and I'm also on LinkedIn as my full name, which is Ryan Van Dalen. Perfect. That's awesome. Ryan, thank you so much for the time. This was incredible. Really enjoyed, really enjoyed it and really enjoyed speaking with you. Absolutely. It was great to catch up and, uh, you know, thanks for, thanks for doing, doing this work. It's so valuable to so many people. I know I was in this position not so long ago, confused, not really sure where I was headed. So I know this will be super valuable to so many people. So, um, you know, thanks for, thanks for doing what you're doing and keep up, uh, keep up the good work and just keep on sharing all these awesome insights about different industries. I'm super excited to see where, uh, where this takes you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, well, Ryan, you have a great rest of your weekend, and good luck on the uh, the personal website. I'll definitely be checking that out. Thank you, thank you. I'll push it out when it's when it's ready. Sounds great. All right, talk to you later. Thanks. Man. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to another episode, and make sure to share this with your friends. If you haven't done it yet, give us a follow on Spotify and Instagram at Aspire underscore Inquire to take on this journey with us. That being said. Stay tuned to next Thursday, and you will not be disappointed. Peace.